Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. We call it Choir Talks because it is a talk or a devotion that I give in choir each week. And this week in choir, we're starting a new song called The Year of Our God. The text is built around a statement from Isaiah 61. Uh, So I wanted to go back and research that and be sure that I really understood it well before we started this song. Isaiah 61 has basically says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, and then it goes on to say, To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So that's where the song gets its title, The Year of the Lord's Favor. But what is the year of the Lord's favor? Um, So I wanted to make sure I understood that idea. Uh, In Isaiah, it talks about, uh, during this same passage, it talks about the year of the Lord's favor, having uh, good news proclaimed to the poor, freedom to the captive, help for the brokenhearted, freedom for prisoners, comfort for those who mourn. It was originally written to encourage those who had been captive and prisoners in Babylon, but were now being released to go home. It's also related to a passage from Leviticus where God instructs that at the end of seven cycles of seven years, in other words, in the 50th year, uh, there would be a year called Jubilee. Jubilee literally means the blowing of the ram's horn. And maybe that was the way that that year was announced when it came around. But Jubilee was a a pretty uh, unusual year. It was a year of rest. It was a year of rest for the people. It was a year of rest for the land where they didn't plant crops. It was a year of restoration. People who had debts were forgiven of those debts. And land that had been taken away because of debt was restored to the original family owners. And it was also a year of release. It was a year of freedom. All those who had sold themselves into slavery because of their debts uh, and their families' debts, they were set free. That sounds awesome. But when does this year happen? Well, you probably know this passage a little more familiarly from Luke chapter 4 because that's when Jesus quoted this passage. He goes back to his hometown, and uh, on the Sabbath, he gets goes to the synagogue, and he gets up to read, and he finds this passage from Isaiah 61. And according to Luke, he reads this portion of it. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolls up the scroll and sits down and he says to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Well, that changes everything about the way we look at that scripture. So the year of the Lord's favor is fulfilled in Christ. So that means it's not just like a literal year. It is a period of time when Jesus comes to fulfill all these promises through his death and resurrection. So we are living in the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, And yet we are hopeful for its ultimate fulfillment uh, that is on its way. So you might say, I don't see that in the world around me. All the beautiful stuff that is written there in in Isaiah 61 uh, doesn't seem to characterize the world that we live in. But here's the thing. In our time, the spirit of the Lord is at work 
through the church to bring good news to the poor. I remember in the in the Lord's Sermon on the Mount that he said that blessed are the poor in spirit and, and because they are ready to receive the gospel. They're ready to come into relationship with God. So the church is here through the power of the Spirit to bring good news to the poor. Uh, we are to bring comfort and aid to those who are broken. We're here through the power of the Spirit to proclaim freedom to those who are captive under the destructive power of sin and to comfort those who mourn, giving them, as Isaiah 61 says, a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a story of praise instead of a life of despair. And that sounds awesome, doesn't it? So here's the challenge for you and me today. We need to see ourselves as God's messenger of hope to the world around us. Through the power of the Spirit, you have the message of hope for those who despair. And through the Spirit, you have the power to release captives for those who are captured in sin, to restore the broken, and to comfort those who mourn. This is the year of our Lord, and you are the messenger of it. Have a great week.